Welcome back, everyone. It is the post-game podcast for week five. And once again, what did my positive Polly... Is that what you're calling me? What did that get us, Jess? It got us a win. That's right, it got us a win. I have 72 reasons now (laughs) to be positive Polly... Every pregame podcast, because from here on out, there's no game we play that we can't win. We just, we, we, we gotta stay humble. That's right. You can't have this attitude, players. You, no. <laughs> players can have this attitude. We can. Okay. Yeah, stay humble. Keep your head down. But so, yes, very confident in our guys after Friday Noble night. wins 72 to 62. Over Elry right now. Beat Elry. Did I say Duncan earlier? I don't know. Okay, they beat El Reno. They are now four and one and two and zero oh in district play. Um, Bears scored first, went up seven nothing. It was five pass plays, and then boom, they had a score. It looked a lot like the first of the Newcastle game, and the first drive of the Ada game. It's like they went down and did their thing right off the bat. None of this, whatever they're. Started against Piedmont. And at stuff. this point in the night, I said to myself, Oh my goodness, Noble is going to win this game. You did? I don't know how, but Noble is going to win this game. Yep. Just wait. There's more. What? Keep going. Oh, okay. Um, so at the half, El Reno led 41-28. And El Reno scored 28 in the second quarter. Um, so we went down the locker room down by 13 and it wasn't looking great at that point, but I knew it was far from over because I knew both teams could score. And I mean, the, the teams looked pretty even at that point, but there were just a couple turnovers, crucial ones that we had that kind of just led to some points, but Noble, um, their third and fourth quarter were on their way quickly. Wait, hang on. What? Back at, at halftime, uh-huh. I thought, we're going to lose this. We're going to find a way to, for lack of a better term, pee down our leg and, and lose this game. Why is that? Because it, they just, they it wasn't pretty right before half. Yeah. Nothing was going our way and bizarro land. We'll get into that more later, but was yeah. happening. Bizarre. So it was a great win. Um, quick scoring summary. Uh, it was Austin Fisher with 10:56 left. Two. Uh, it was a 35-yard run for a touchdown. Dismute kick was good. Then uh, El Reno would score. I'm not going to cover their scores right here. I'm just go through Nobles because that's, that's a ten of them here. Uh, it was Ezra Elkins with a minute 51 in the first quarter with an 11-yard uh, run, and Noble. Um, with three minutes left in the second quarter, it was uh, Austin Fisher to Brandon Harper for a 58-yard touchdown reception. And I actually missed one with a minute 42 left in the first quarter. It was uh, Austin Fisher to Jay Smith for a 57-yard touchdown reception. Sorry, those were actually reverse order. So moving on. It was Noble in the third quarter. Austin Fisher run for 22 yards for the touchdown. That would make it uh, 41-35 El Reno at that point. 
And then Noble would uh, have another Austin Fisher run for 51 yards, and that would tie it up at 41. Of course, the extra point was good, so 42-41 with 6 minutes, 11 seconds left in the third. Noble would score again. Um, with 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, Noble would get a safety to make it 48-44. El Reno led, and that was kind of the turning point where we got that momentum back in the fourth quarter after after El Reno had taken the lead again. And then Noble would um, score again. It was Austin Fisher to Dustin Whitmire for a five-yard touchdown reception to make it 41-51-48 uh, Bears. That was with 10-21 to go in the fourth. And then with eight minutes, 36 seconds to go in the fourth, um, a pass intended for Gaina... G-A-N-A Nicholson. Well, it was inter an interception by Gavin Yeager for a touchdown. He he got a pick six there. Which was the slowest, we'll talk about this more later, no. slowest pick six in the world. No. Then it was a noble Ezra Elkins run with 25 seconds left. Sorry, with six minutes and 47, <laughs> and six minutes and 40 seconds left, a three-yard run for a touchdown. That would make it 65-55. And then with 25 seconds left in the game, Noble would score to make it 72-62. to That was a lot of scoring in the fourth quarter. So that was just Noble scores. It was only Noble. El Reno scored 62 of their own points. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a long thing here. So Noble scored 30 points in the fourth quarter. Um, it was just amazing. Which is a normal score for a normal game. And listen to how these uh, other numbers, how close they are. Number of plays, uh, Noble had 79, El Reno had 78. Uh, total offensive yards, Noble was 644, and El Reno was 650. Uh, yards per play, Noble was 8.2, El Reno 8.3. Um, completions, we had 13 completions for... Um, 221 yards, and El Reno had 16 completions for 281 yards. Uh, rushing yards, Noble with 423, El Reno with 369. And receiving yards for Noble was 221, and El Reno with 281. So, I mean, there was... Uh, the penalties, Noble did a little better this game. He had 6 for 45 yards, and... Um, the turnover battle, Noble won that. Um, we had one turnover, one fumble we lost. Or did we? No, we had one fumble. We didn't lose it. And um, Dorian Plumley had two interceptions. Okay, that's a little misleading. What? We had more than that. Um, at one point, Austin Fisher decided to dribble the ball across the field. But he always got it back. There were two plays in a row. Oh, that yeah. He lost the ball. Yeah. But he recovered the ball. It And I was down in the end zone shooting it. It looked like he thought he was playing basketball for oh. a second. Fisher had a, just for a series and not even a whole series, he kind of started to remind me of the Piedmont Austin Fisher. I didn't know who that guy was, but I saw him for a second on the field at El Reno for just a minute. And then regular Austin Fisher came back. It led us to a win. Luckily, so, Piedmont Austin Fisher like went on vacation yep. or something. So it was pretty awesome. But enough with the silly numbers. Let's get to what Coach George had to say. 
Um, here's what Coach George had to say following the big win. I don't know what to say, man. That's the third top ten ranked team we've taken out, and it's just week five. What do you think? Our district 5A2, man, it's tough. 5A1. 5A1. I'm, I'm, I'm so tired. I don't even want district. Our district's tough. I mean, there's six – I mean, there's quality teams every week, and it's the toughest district in 5A, I think. But, you know, it's just – like I said, we can enjoy it for tonight. Tomorrow we got to go back to work. Yeah, it's back to work. What was your word to them at halftime when you were down uh, two scores, I believe, at the half? What did you say to them? I just talked about how, you know, in football you only get one shot. This isn't like all the other sports where, you know, you play best of seven here or you got in that game again tomorrow. You got one time, boys, on Friday night. You got to show up and you got to go play. We're down 10 or 11, whatever it was. That's not going to define us. Let's go play the game the way we can. And, you know, I believe in you, but there's some things we got to fix. That's probably for another recording. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> hey, how about Fisher completing them two long balls down the field for scores? Uh, they're great throws. The offense line gave them protection, ran good routes, caught the ball. You know, it's great plays. You know, that's what it takes for a team to go win a game. Got to have a great games by all your players. All right, man. Thanks for talking again. All right, man. So that was Coach George. What do you think uh, about what he had to say, Jess? Man, he was pumped. You could tell. Just by the look on his face, y'all can't see that, but he was pretty pumped. Yeah, George has been a coach at a, a lot of different schools, but I don't think he's had the success that he's been having at Noble. I know he had never been in a semifinal game before 2017. So um, just the the pub they're getting right now is just pretty unbelievable. And I, I liked it. You know, he just um, he just stays pretty even killed. And I think the, the guys are really uh, taken after that, too. Jesse, you know, you said he was pumped, but I mean, I mean that's he as, gets into it. But that's he, as pumped as he gets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's as pumped as I've ever seen him. But I could tell he just his message to the guys is going to be like, all right, we just got to keep grinding. Let's move on. But um, so we had 72 points, and I wanted to get with Kyle Davidson, and I found him after the game, and I kind of asked him about, you know, just what went right for the Bears to put up all these numbers. And the, the Bears set a record putting up 72 the most they'd ever put up was 66 and that was back in 2011 and that was against the southeast school who uh, we could have put 100 on i'm sure that night if we wanted to so but here is offensive coordinator kyle davidson uh he put up 72 tonight on one of the you know top five or ten ranked teams in 5a uh just what went right for for you guys tonight our o-line played their tails off and uh you know, we got down at half, but the kids stayed the course. They made, the El Reno made some big plays, and they just stayed the course and kept kept playing hard. And they, they played their tails off tonight, especially the O-line, running back, and quarterback running the ball. Did you have a special word for them at the half? Not much. Just keep doing what we're doing. We liked what we were getting, you know, our matchups on against their defense. And uh, we're just going to keep doing what we were doing. And uh, made some big plays, had some big drives there at the end, just running hard, taking care of the football. And, I'm just proud of him. Yeah, man, it was awesome seeing uh, Austin complete them uh, long balls down the field tonight, man. He just hadn't been able to get that going, but tonight it looks like he had a few of them there just busted open. So Yeah, he did, and, and we've worked on it. And, yeah. And he's, his pocket presence was better. Mm -hmm. He's not so quick to scramble. He stood in and, and did a good job. He, he's getting better every week, and that's all we can ask for him. Yeah, and freshman Brandon Harper grabbing one for you tonight. That was awesome. He stepped up in a big way. We thought we'd have to use him some. Ended up having to use him more than – 
than expected due to cramps and things like that. But but he was ready. Yeah. He stood in there and made some good plays. What's it going to take moving forward just to just to keep this team grinding? Just keep getting better. There, there's things that we need to clean up. Some some stuff that we can fix, obviously. Um, but just keep getting better and, and stay the course. All right, man. Thanks for talking with us. You bet. All right, that was Kyle Davidson. I thought he had some interesting points and uh, insight just into the how the offense went tonight. And it was great to see those uh, re- you know receivers catch some some you know over fifty yard passes. Noble was had been really uh, great doing that in the last few years, and I just felt like they needed to do that just to open up their game a little bit more. And they were able to get that done. But we're going to get to a break right now. But um, in our next segment, we're going to hear from Tyler Solomon, uh, Coach Tyler Solomon. And we'll have uh, Austin Fisher, Hunter Largent, Gavin Yeager, and Colby Dismuke. Um, also audio from them after the game, and or after this break. And we'll also talk about four different crazy things that happened at this game that you won't want to miss. Welcome back, uh, El Reno post game guys. Um, so Dorian Plumley, he's the quarterback of the mighty fighting El Reno Indians, and I hadn't really known him or hadn't been around him at all except for last year at the game, and I did never notice him say anything there. But he's kind of this year, he's kind of gotten big. You know, they're undefeated. So pregame warm-ups, both teams are out there, and he is talking smack. Um, he called out Hunter Largent and says, something, something, he's 68. Which is, which is probably a bad idea. It's, it's really honestly a, probably a bad idea to call Hunter out. Yep. And I could uh, see uh, Sean Gillespie there just... They are just licking their chops. Couldn't wait to get on the field to get after this dude. So he kind of reminded me of a like Baker Mayfield before a game. <laughs> so yes. he was just, oh, just being a punk out there. But it's funny because at the end of the game, you never saw such a guy with so much sportsmanship going and just high-fiving everybody. I mean, he even gave me a fist bump, and I was the cameraman. Okay, he was telling everybody, you know, great game, went to every coach, went to all, went to Gabe Hudson on crutches on the sidelines. He was just, oh, great game. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, you probably would have beat us had you not been such a jerk before the game and got our guys fired up. But So that's why we introed so he Be Humble. Be Humble himself, <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of funny. It reminded me of the Georgia game oh when baker mayfield was playing that georgia game for ou in 2017 and there was guys like yelling at him after the game humble yourself humble yourself but at least he waited until after the game to go plant the flag yeah yeah if we would have had a flag there somebody would have planted it on that field we never flag no. not that i saw it wasn't that crazy we, we gotta get used to this this is this is a new normal i'm gonna go plant the flag um that was plumbly Smack talk was only the beginning of the most random night. I thought weird things happened in Piedmont. But before we get to that, let's hear from Coach Tyler Solomon on the big win. 
man, it's unbelievable. That's never been a part of anything like that. So it's it's awesome to be down like we were at half and fight back and just the way we ran the ball in the second half. Like, I mean, there's nothing they could do. Those last three or four drives, we might have thrown it twice. And it's just, yeah. And they played so good up front. And, and they gave us so much, many different fronts. And they tried to do put seven, eight guys in the box. It didn't matter. Between Ezra and Austin, just running over people and just driving people up front. It was, it was impressive. Yeah. Uh, what was kind of your word to them at half? I mean, did you say something to them that really got their attention? Or? Not really. Just, you know, we just we knew we were better, better than what we played. And we just had to come out and keep doing it. That's what we did. And, you know, they stayed even killed. They never get too high or too low. And you could tell by the way we played the second half. Yeah, and they're just something special about this team. One week at a time. One week at a time. Next week, another good team next week. So, Carl Albert goes down Piedmont tonight, and our only loss. That's unbelievable. We yeah. lost the arena, so yeah. That's, uh, so it just shows you anyone can beat anybody. Five yeah. A and the district's wide open. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate it. So great words there from Coach Solomon. Um, man, that's just crazy that <laughs> Piedmont went and beat Carl Albert. Uh, I was talking trash on YouTube on their highlight video from their last game because the coach at the very end of that highlight video said, all right, man, we're just ready to go. Let's go beat Carl Albert. And you could tell he was just kind of being funny. And I commented, I was like, "Uh, yeah, best of luck, coach. And so now there's been two or three other comments below mine like, yeah, 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 thanks for the luck. That aged well. So, but anyways, it's kind of funny and I love that for coach uh, Solomon to get you know having the success because he's been around the program for a long time he played when he was in high school yeah he, he and um, coach Davidson played so they've been around a long time and seen a lot of bad noble football but when they've been coaching here recently and when they are players they've had some definitely had some good times as, as well so all right Jessica what were you going to get into next okay weird thing number two that happened um, we're in the first quarter. Huh? It's one minute to go in the first is what I read. One minute to go in the first? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, play stops, whistle blows, and I had been getting updates on my phone like there was a storm rolling in, and I go, crap, we're going to get a lightning delay. It's not even raining. We're going to get a lightning delay. They stand on the field, and they're pointing over behind me. I'm like, good Lord. Then all of a sudden, they, they go trotting back out to the field, and they start playing again. I look over at the scoreboard, completely off. It is dark ghost town. Concession stand behind me, dark. So, Caleb, you actually saw what happened. Tell me what happened. Um, I saw kind of a flash of light out of the corner of my eye, and then I saw this electricity, fire, you know, fire shocks i don't know what what'd you call it a fireball i don't know it wasn't a fireball you know just <laughs> just like this little fire electricity going through this line it was just making its way up to this pole and i was like i can't i uh one of the guys on the sidelines one of our uh admin people i don't know if it's solomon or who it was i said hey you know look over there he's like you see that and they're like yeah i'm like whoa i was like hey you see that pole I'm like do they need to stop play or something for that and so they stopped for a minute and were kind of looking over there. And the next thing I know, we start playing again. So I'm like, okay, I guess they just didn't care too much. You know, we'll just play on. And the little fire went out, so we're good. And a couple of plays later, I'm like, what happened to the scoreboard? I'm like, well, crud. Oh, man, that had something to do with the scoreboard. So the scoreboard goes completely out. 
they keep playing. So we play the remainder of the first quarter and the majority of the second quarter. By cell phone stopwatch. By cell phone stopwatch. Yeah. Solomon has a uh, uh, superintendent Solomon, not yep. Coach Solomon, had his phone out mm-hmm. and um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Mr. Smith. Or... Mr. Smith had his phone out, and then the refs had I don't know what the refs. And the other were thing using. was they had uh, speakers on the visitor side, and they had been announcing you know what down it was and. You know, they're doing a good job announcing the game. So I'm like, oh, we'll just have to listen to them. And then a few plays later, I realized oh, those speakers went out also. So yeah. it was all tied together. It was it was dark. You had no idea what the score was. You had no idea what time it was. You had no idea what down it was. You were really yeah. having to pay attention. So the ref would tell um, Frank Solomon, you know, hey, it's six minutes. And then the next thing you know, he's screaming on the sideline, six minutes. So. <laughs> It was, it was it was entertaining for sure. <laughs> about entertaining. It was but weird. It was weird. Never played a football game without a scoreboard. Yeah. I I a couple of times walked over to Solomon and I was like, Mr. Solomon, I was like, how did they do this? I know they did this before technology. Well, the funny how? thing was the um the night before on Thursday night, the Tulsa Edison Tulsa Kelly game had to play the entire game without a scoreboard. I don't know how they did it, but a guy that was covering the Noble game was happened to cover that game last night. He had mentioned on Twitter, he's like, I can't believe this. There's going to be no scoreboards, you know, two nights in a row. So it's kind of hard when you're trying to update Twitter about the game and there's no scoreboard and you're in a booth where you don't know anything. Yeah. But, well, and, and to the people that were on Facebook or Twitter asking us to update with the time in the game when we were posting the score updates you were lucky you were getting score because we weren't really sure on that and it was a hard game to keep score because we literally lit that scoreboard up and <laughs> blew it out so yep so something right. else was crazy too third crazy thing we told you there was four. Third crazy well okay we should really switch those third crazy thing of the night there were about mm, three million bugs on the football field. I'm not exaggerating. It was like the plague happened. And then a genocide happened because I went on a cricket sp- killing spree. Yeah, there's crickets everywhere. It kept moving our Giant camera crickets. bag and there would just be about 100 crickets underneath it. And it was just a mess. Bugs just flying into your face while you're sitting on the sideline. Mm-hmm. smacking into your face and on that far i guess it'd be the the, the side with the west, fire with the scoreboard the west sideline it was rough i mean there was just bugs everywhere so that was fun and then they all started flying into the the lights up above the stadium mm-hmm. and then it, they got zapped and then they fell down so then it was like raining dead bugs at one yep. point so there's a bunch of firefighters sitting in that end zone which was kind of funny because I saw they were having a hard time with the bugs. But then they were also s- sitting there and not moving when what? <laughs> and a fire breaks out behind the stadium. Like, I'm walking. Behind like, the, it was wow. like 500 yards, but it was it looked like a really big fire. Yeah. It just started. I'm like, what is that? And, and I'm like walking and the fire department's sitting there. So I walk over to, I'm pretty sure the chief of the fire department... And uh, I said, um, there's something on fire. And he looks over his shoulder and he's like, yeah, I think it's supposed to be on fire. 
It was just a all Rick or whatever. But the way he said it was that he wasn't really quite sure. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like you should be yeah. sure of what's Anyways, on fire. I have a great video. You'll see it in the highlight video. It's like, I don't know what the score is at this time. I think it's like Noble 48, 42 or something. But it's a pretty nice score for us. And there's a big fireball like behind to the right of the scoreboard. You'll see it in the highlight video. It's pretty neat. So... Um, I, did, I did make a few jokes that El Reno was trying to burn itself down because of all the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get to a quick break and we'll be right back. Keep it on the high note. It's levels to it. You and I know. Tell them be humble. Hello. Sit Hello. down. Welcome back, guys, to the post-game podcast for El Reno. Up next, we're going to hear from starting quarterback Austin Fisher. And Austin Fisher tonight, he went, um, oh, that's his, for rushing, he had 17 rush attempts for 207 yards and three touchdowns. Wow, is that right? That's amazing. 17 attempts for 207 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, passing, he was 13 for 28 and 221 yards and threw three TDs to and just one interception. So here is what he had to say after the game. All right, Austin, another big win tonight. Take yes, down El Reno, another top 10 win. What would you uh, think of the game, man? Uh, it was freaking crazy. 62-72, that's way too high for football. Oh, that's a bro. No, but it was, it was crazy. It was super awesome. We just came out. We kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And if things went bad, we just stayed. Our, we kept our heads up and kept playing. Yeah, no one ever was down, uh, even at the at the half. You know, what did the coaches tell you? I mean, how, they were raving our butts at half, but we took that <laughs> and we went out there and just kept fighting and fighting. All right, man, that's awesome. We'll see you again next week. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. So that was Austin Fisher. Uh, he just had an amazing game and continues to have amazing games. He just had that one. Versus Piedmont, where he just kind of wasn't himself, but he really he didn't play terrible. Just had some some bad turnovers in that game, but he'll um, he'll start getting some recognition across the state and across 5A because he took out Dorian Plumley, and man, everyone was talking about the Plumley kid from El Reno, and he just put up the stat same stats if not better than Plumley, and went out and beat him. So it'll just be interesting to see what comes. Uh, in the coming weeks for Austin Fisher. And what do you got next, Jess? Next we're going to talk about Hunter Largent. He led us in tackles. He had five solo tackles and three tackles for loss. And uh, he was he was getting it. He was playing. And he yeah. is a tough kid. I told his mom during, before, during and after the game. I was like, you've got one tough kid. Why did you talk to her during the game? He took a hit and was a little slow to get up. Yeah. I think he just got the wind knocked out of him. He talks about it a little in his interview. So. Yeah, he was bent over like someone just punched him in the gut really hard. I'm like, yeah, he must like just got his breath knocked out. But here he is talking about the game and uh, talking about the injury. And you have to bear with us because he still kind of sounds like he like we interviewed him right after he got hit because he's lugging this huge case to the bus <laughs> when I interviewed massive. him. So. Here's uh, Hunter Largent after the big win. What do you What do you think of that win, man? You're just uh, out there grinding the whole time. Yeah, uh, team played hard. Uh, came out first quarter, played really well. 
Second quarter, we kind of slipped up and went halftime uh, down 11 points. And um, George basically told us if we wanted to win, it's, our, it's in our hands. And we went out, we played real well. Uh, team really moved with one motion. Um, uh, we played good. Uh, defense could have done a little bit better. I mean, we did left a little bit, uh, a little bit more points than we expected. But offense made pick, picked up the uh, slack and scored a lot of points. Yeah. Your injury, you're okay. You just get your nef- breath knocked out, or yeah, yeah, I'm good. You're good to go. All yeah. right, man. We'll see you next game. Right, see that was Hunter Largent. He sounded like he's going to be good to go by there. That was just after the game, so I think he he's a you know like just Jessica said, he's a tough kid. So man, I can't even hardly think of any game he's missed since he started his freshman year. Can man, you? I don't think so. Talking to his mom, it sounded like she would like him to sit down a couple a little while. Not be quite so tough, but that's just Mama Bear. I All right. Too. Who's up next, Jay? That would be Jaeger, who had the picks, slowest pick six I've ever seen in my life. Why do you say it's slow? It, I, I felt like I was watching the whole thing in slow motion. And I know it wasn't, but just just the whole series of events. It was like yeah. I saw him going for the ball, and he picked it, and he was running, and Caleb and I both were on the wrong end of the field, and yeah, I think so that's... we both took off running. Oh, I think that's maybe why it looked just so slow. I was like way on the other end of the field because I'm expecting El Reno to go score because they have been all night. So I'm about probably on the 10-yard line, and Jaeger takes it and starts running the other way. It kind of looked like when you're on a video game and you're watching the guy run, and it just looks like he's just... You know, just going like, like jogging the dog, you know, out on out on a Sunday afternoon stroll. Yeah. So, but I was like, oh, someone's gonna catch him, and I was like, no, there's just a ton of green grass, and he's gonna run it in, and it's just like, no one really could believe it. It wasn't real loud, and then all of a sudden, everyone just erupted. So. At at, at one point, I decided I was slower than he was, yeah. which is absolutely <laughs> true, and I just stopped and got. A shot of the crowd cheering. That's good. And I got the, him running back because I was way down the other end. <laughs> just kept filming. So here is Gavin Yeager uh, after the big win. Okay. All right, I'm here with Gavin Yeager. What's going through your head? You get the pick and nothing but green grass in front of you. That's great. Like, this is <laughs> I just pick six yeah i mean first pick six actually your first one wow i mean that's just awesome i saw you going i was like all right someone's gonna catch him because he had a lot of green grass and you weren't going very fast i think you knew you knew you had it so it was just awesome that was coach george (laughs) but uh what's it gonna take just to you know help keep the team focused i know you're a team captain so you know what what can you say to the fans and maybe players and uh about the team and just what do you got to do just to stay focused so don't like think we're don't rest or anything just like keep going keep like attacking keep keep physical yeah can't let it get to you don't let it go to our heads yeah for sure all right man we'll see you next week thank you so from a man of a few words i thought gavin yeager did good because i just got him on the spot and said hey you're gonna do a podcast interview come here and we got him to talk in there so um it was great to hear from him he's a captain he's been starting or playing uh for four years, ever since his freshman year, where he had the touchdown reception versus Glenpool, and that's the first I knew of Gavin Yeager. I remember sitting by a guy at that game, and I was sitting in the stands, and I said, hey, who's 19 who just caught that pass? He said, man, that's a freshman. I'm not sure his name. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to figure out who that is. 
So, and he's just been a playmaker ever since. So, so the last guy we caught up with after the game was one Kobe Dismuke. He is a kicker, and we are so thankful to have him back. Going two for two was fun, though, because it made for a lot of good highlights in that last video. <laughs> it it but, looks like we scored like twice as many touchdowns as we did because we went for two. But this week, we did score twice as many touchdowns as we did. And got every extra point. Ten for ten. <laughs> and uh, so we caught up with him after the game and yeah. welcomed him back. And Yeah, ten for ten. It was awesome. I wonder how many extra points he had kicked all year before then. Because he didn't play last week, and he didn't play in Piedmont. So it had been, uh, we scored 41 at Newcastle. So what's that? That's five scores. Yeah. And then in uh, Ada, we scored 48. One of them was a pick six, so about another five. So, I mean, he probably kicked eight or nine extra points. And he kicked ten the other night after coming off an injury. So it was just awesome. Because he was able to hit 10 for 10. I don't know if Nobles had many kickers that could hit 10 straight extra points in a row. But uh, it's good to see him out there. And here was uh, Colby after the game. Hey, I'm here with Colby Dismuke. And, dude, how many did you hit? I don't even. 72? I believe it was 10. It's uh, 10 extra points. He was out. What's the word on your injury? I just heard you were back tonight. Yeah, it was a quad strain. Quad strain. Yeah. So are you felt good tonight? Felt I mean, good. Yep. Kicked ten through. They looked awesome. Um, you just kept rolling, and you just went out there, and it was like no big deal. You're just even kill on the sideline. I was like, you all right, man? <laughs> and you're just you're just good to go. So everything feel all right after the big win? Yeah, my uh, my glutes a little sore, but I'll I, I sit up and be all right. All right, man. Look forward to seeing you out there again. Thank you. Thank you. So, sound like he was pretty, uh, felt good after the game. Was pretty healthy, but he did say he's going to go ice something up. So, we'll have to watch that and hopefully he'll be Glutes. healthy. He's going to ice his butt. Well, you know, I don't know. Hopefully he's healthy. <laughs> hopefully he'll be all right. But, uh, because he sure proved, uh, like, a, you know, he was an asset for us for sure. No pun intended there. <laughs> 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 so what are our rankings this week looking like? <laughs> We're ranked number four on News OK this week. NewsOK.com has us ranked four. Uh, we're number three on Max Preps. And if you don't know, Max Preps is more like... Uh, Tulsa-based? No. no. That's like the kind of like the BCS. It's more of a computer ranking. Oh. Uh, they take strength of schedule into into account there. But I'm I'm pretty sure Max Preps is kind of just like it's like a computer. They put it in and it computes it. And you can see their rating for their strength of schedule on there and everything. So that's pretty cool. Um, okay, Preps. That's okay. Tulsa. Preps is a one guy who leads it, and he's out of Tulsa. You don't see a whole lot of stories on there from Oklahoma or or people or not Oklahoma from the Oklahoma City side from the West side. Uh, he does cover the West side and, you know, includes them in their rankings, but it's just kind of rare. And, and Austin Fisher is on there this week for one of the players of the week. So get on there because you can vote to make him the actual player of the week. And I believe that's on Twitter. And I also shared the Twitter status on the Bear Blitz Facebook page. So vote for him. And also Ezra Elkins, uh, another guy who covers high school football uh, for the state. 
is has Ezra Elkins up for one of the player of the week. So vote for him on Twitter also. You and can I, also get all of this on Facebook. So make sure you're following uh, Bear Blitz on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. I don't. I'm not sure if Ezra Elkins is on Facebook because that is only a that's an actual Twitter poll. It's not on a it's not on a website. It's on Twitter. Oh, maybe just so, go follow our Twitter. Yep. Yeah. So it's just. Um, it was a crazy game. What? Crazy, yeah, crazy game. And man, we were crazy tired. We got home at about midnight. Was it midnight? No, it was a little before midnight. But I didn't go to bed, go to sleep till after midnight because I was so jazzed up after that, and I just was thinking about the game and thinking about the next day. We got up at four o'clock. We're on the road by four thirty, and made it to Kansas by was it nine thirty? Um, pulled up, found a place to park. It was um, raining. It was it was raining pretty hard. We kicked it with some Kansas fans in this little <laughs> it was a detached garage from like a apartment complex thing um, and they were offered us about every kind of drink you wanted we just kept saying nope 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 and, and pancakes yeah and a free restroom but yeah we paid their park $20 it wasn't bad and we walked up to the game the game was delayed 30 minutes but that was all right because I think we only actually got into the stadium about 10 or 15 minutes before it was supposed to start. So Yeah, they, they didn't open the stadium on time because of the lightning. Yep, so. bad weather. But it was, it was awesome. It was kind of weird because the team warmed up. And I'm like, I don't. how are they going to start by 11.30? The team was on the field like five minutes before kickoff. And they just huddled up like a high school team in the middle of the field and then went to the sideline and then we like kicked off. <laughs> And they did the national anthem like 45 minutes before the game started, and they had a flyover. And when they had this flyover, there was probably more people at the Noble game Friday night than there was when they did this flyover in the Kansas Stadium. We're just kind of looking around like, oh, that was good for all 12 of us sitting here in the rain. I was, I was, I was joking around with the game at the game, the Noble game, with some people like, you can't make this crap up. Like, you cannot make it up. And it just kept the whole weekend was weird. We bought three dollar craft mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> we got to a football game that had a flyover forty five minutes yep. before the game started. Yeah, City Bites now sells mac and cheese. They had it advertised at the Yukon location. <laughs> Don't worry about buying it because it's just a box of craft, all right? But, Not even a whole box of craft. All right, we gotta get this thing over with. Thanks for joining us. We'll have another podcast. Um, coming up this week, midweek, and then a pregame podcast for the Altus game for homecoming and yeah, look yeah. for our highlight video. So, yes, we'll have three other players on this week um, that we're going to get Tuesday night. So expect a podcast Wednesday or Thursday, another one either Thursday night or Friday afternoon for the uh, game that night. See you guys later. This has been uh, Bear Blitz Podcast. Oh, we don't know it. Yeah.